Well, can I give you all a very warm welcome to Stevenson High Kirk this morning for our morning service. And I know for those online as well, we do pray that the Lord will bless you and encourage you. Well, can I just uh, highlight this morning, you'll notice today, as well as having our regular morning service, we're also having a very special commissioning. And we have the commissioner herself has traveled so far to be with us from the back pew down to the front, Lorraine, <laughs> who's now the commissioner for North Ayrshire. And it's just great, Lorraine, we're delighted for you too, and that you're going to be sharing later on uh, with our new officers and also uh, some of the girls' brigade who'll be receiving their, their brooch, their brigadier brooch. So, so that's for later on, so we look forward to that. So it's also lovely to see so many as well back. I know it's been a long two years for many. And for those of you who have managed to come back, oh, I pray that you'll just know the loveliness of Christ. Just to sweeten your heart this morning as we worship him. Well, it's also lovely again to see Courtney and Esther from Iris Ministries. They're with us. They've become part of our family here, Julie's friends. And I know they've, over the past while, they've, they've been missionaries all around the world. And it's great to have them in Scotland. And so we pray the Lord will bless you and encourage you. And just thank you so much for being part of the family here. And so let's read together. In Psalm 145, we read, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger and rich in love. Well, let's worship the Lord together as we sing in our opening hymn, and we'll stand to sing, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold.
let's unite our hearts in prayer. Let's pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, this morning we enter your courts with praise and with thanksgiving, for you are the true and the living God, the God who answers prayer, for you are the rock of ages and our rock of salvation. When strong winds and gales blow across our lives, yes, Lord, we find shelter in your presence, a shelter from every storm. And so as we look upon a world in the midst of heavy storms, storms of unrest, storms of discontent, disappointment, depression, and discouragement, Lord, today we especially remember the many lives who have recently faced the raging storms of war. And so as we pray for the people of Ukraine, Lord, once again, for all those suffering or afraid, oh, be close to them and protect them. We pray for world leaders. Lord, pour compassion, strength and wisdom upon them to guide and govern righteously. Lord, grant such courage to those who work for peace. We pray that their efforts may be blessed, that they may bring an end to violence and usher in seasons of peace, stability and divine healing. And especially to those who are suffering. And so, Lord Jesus, we worship you this morning. Lord, it's a joy to come into your presence, to know the fragrance of heaven and the sweetness of your spirit as we worship this morning. Oh, may your peace, the peace of Christ, permeate all troubled hearts here today and those throughout the world. And Lord, radically transform all who live by violence. As we pray for our world, Lord, especially in this moment of crisis, bring comfort and gather us under your wings and help us to walk in your ways, the path of love, joy, peace, justice, mercy and grace. Lord, we trust in you. May your name be glorified as we now share in the Lord's Prayer, praying together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, this morning we're continuing in the Beatitudes. But you'll know chapter 5 of Matthew so well. You've probably memorized it by now. But we're going to read from actually Psalm 37. And this is really where the beatitude that we're going to be looking at this morning comes from. 
And so let's read in Psalm 37, verses 1 to 11. Do not fret because of evil men, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass they will soon wither, like green plants they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil, for evil men will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. The meek will inherit the land and enjoy great peace. Amen. May the Lord bless to us the reading of his precious word. Well, well, this morning we're considering the third of the Beatitudes there from Matthew's Gospel in chapter 5. And there, as we shared last Sunday morning, can you picture again? It's a contrast to Moses, isn't it? When Moses went up that mountain to be in the presence of God, and there amongst the darkness and the thundering and the lightning and the fear, God came down. But here in Matthew chapter 5, we find quite a different picture. Instead of God coming down on the mountaintop, we find God going up, walking up. And as he comes to that plateau, and now the disciples, instead of trembling with fear, they're drawn with excitement. They're drawn to the Lord Jesus. And as Jesus begins to teach his disciples, crowds begin to gather too. So unlike the Old Testament, as the people would gather at the base of the mountain, saying, Moses, you carry on up, but we're not going any further. There, they were frightened of God. But here, we now see God in Christ. Jesus God in human flesh, there and all, people are drawn to him. They're not frightened. Oh, there's such a draw, and they're drawn to the compassion of Christ. We often honour the strong, the powerful, and the wealthy. But Jesus honours the very opposite. Those who are least in the kingdom shall be great. They shall be the first. They're the ones I honour. And so Jesus now, as he pronounces blessings upon the true heroes in the kingdom, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, who know spiritual mourning over their sins. Blessed are those who desire above everything to know a Christ-like walk, who desire to know a life of purity, who desire to be peacemakers. And Jesus says today, 
and blessed are the meek. Why? Because they shall inherit the earth. So why are we to pursue a blessed life, this blessed life? Well, as I mentioned, the Beatitudes are a portrait of who we are in Christ. That's why we're to seek to know a blessed life, a life in Christ. And Jesus said, when you pursue this blessed life, life in Christ, Jesus said, therefore, as you pursue that life, you're to shine. Jesus wants that life to shine forth so that the world will glorify the Father. The reason that we ought to seek every day, Lord, I want to know your blessing upon me. Lord, let me know this blessed life from Matthew chapter 5. I want to know this in my own experience because, Lord, you desire me to know this blessed life. That's the life of the Christian. That's the life the Christian ought to live. Lord, oh, may I experience it today because, Lord, if I experience this life daily, then you will get the glory. God will get glory through my life. Is that not a good enough reason to seek to know this blessed life? So that you bring glory to God. That you'll bring glory to the Father. And so Jesus said, yes, let this life shine through you. And so can I ask the question this morning? So what is meekness? When Jesus says, blessed are the meek. So what's meekness? Well, I love one explanation. It's the strong gentleness of God. I like that. It's the strong gentleness of God. Right through the Old Testament, and especially in Isaiah, we, we get a beautiful picture of what it is to be meek in the nature of God himself. Isaiah tells us in chapter 30, verse 18, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion. Have you got that? There you can see meekness. It's that longing of heart to be gentle and to be compassionate. Isaiah 40, 11 tells us, He tends his flock like a shepherd, he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Isaiah 54 at verse 8, In a surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you. Isn't that lovely? That's the strong gentleness of God. And that's often what we refer to as meekness. Elijah, there on Mount Horeb, remember how the, we're told that the Lord did not come in the earthquake or in the fire, but he came to Elijah in a gentle whisper. Meekness. As Jesus pronounces a blessing upon the meek, he, he takes Psalm 37. In Psalm 37 at verse 11, that's what Jesus is alluding to. And so when you look at Psalm 37 itself, where Jesus takes that very quote 
The meek shall inherit the earth or the meek shall inherit the land. That very verse, look at Psalm 37 itself. And the whole psalm is describing meekness. According to the psalmist, the meek are those who don't fret and get distracted. That's a picture of meekness. So if you want to see who the meek are, they're those who don't fret and they don't get distracted. They're like the Clydesdale horse with the blinders on. They're just looking forward and they're pursuing. No distractions, single, purposeful. And we're told that they trust and wait patiently for the Lord. They don't worry even when the wicked prosper. So those who are meek are those who are content in the Lord. They know, yes, the wicked will prosper. The world will, can go, end up in a crisis, especially at this time as we look at the world today, and we can get so fret, we can get so worried and anxious, and we can get so distracted when there's a time of crisis. But the meek, we're told, are those who don't fret. They're single, they're purposeful, they go straight to the Lord, they know that the God of all the earth will do right. They know they can trust the Lord, they can wait on God when storms and trials come. The meek will wait for the Lord. And so Psalm 37, what a beautiful picture of meekness. And so it's no wonder that Jesus takes verse 11 and pronounces that blessing. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the land. Look at meekness throughout the rest of the scriptures too. Moses, we're told, was very meek. He turned his back on worldly honours and earthly riches there in Egypt. He could have been so wealthy, but he gave up all for the sake of, of God. Remember Naaman, the soldier who had leprosy well he had to come off his high horse and that he would go into what were regarded as the dirtiest waters to be cleaned <laughs> so even Naaman had to come off his high horse to be humbled and so we see meekness there in Naaman and so meekness what is meekness well there are so many words that could describe what it is to be meek Patient, surrendered, humble, lowly is another word. Unselfish, quietly bearing affliction. Not looking for revenge. Or even seeking to defend yourself. So often this world, we, we want to defend ourselves and what we believe and whatever. Well, meekness is where you don't have to defend yourself. Just live. <laughs> live for Christ. Don't worry about yourself. Don't worry about yourself. Don't even worry about the world. You wait patiently. Trust him. Meekness. The strong gentleness of God. Even the Apostle Paul, he tells the church at Corinth, by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. But of course, we see meekness in Christ himself, 
If you want to know what meekness is, look at Jesus himself. Right through the Gospels, we, we, we read a lot about what Jesus did. We read about his miracles. We see a lot in Christ's life. But there is one verse there in Matthew's Gospel where Jesus reveals his heart. He doesn't just reveal his miracles and the signs and wonders, but he reveals his own heart. He describes himself. And how does Jesus describe himself deep in, in his heart? He says, I am meek and lowly. If you really want to know who Jesus really is at the depth of his being, he is, me, he is meek and lowly. He is so long-suffering. He is patiently kind. We often think that when we blunder and when we mess up, we think, oh, God's going to be so angry with me. Oh, God's going to just thump me over the head for doing that and he's going to send me to my room without dinner for a week. We always wait for punishment and judgment. We wait for condemnation. We wait for what we deserve. <laughs> but you know, Jesus said, look, if you really want to know me, if you really want to know me, I am meek and lowly. I am compassionate. When you sin, I want to forgive you with all my heart. When you confess your sins to me, if you come to me, I will lift that burden that's on your shoulders. Your broken heart, I'll heal it. Come to me. I know you're broken. I know you feel as if you've sinned and you've messed up and you feel that you've had it. But if you come to me, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. I'm gentle. You know you can come to me in the midst of all your problems. Oh, I love that. The meekness of Christ. In Matthew 12 again, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. And notice this line, And he will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. That's our saviour. That's Jesus, meek and lowly. Oh, he's not going to shout out. But in gentleness, his winsome nature, drawing men, women and children to himself. The Apostle Paul tells us it's the goodness of God that works repentance. It's God's loveliness, his gentleness, his goodness, his kindness. That's what draws us where we end up then repenting. At the deepest level, who is Jesus? He's meek and lowly. He's gentle. He's kind. He really is. And he loves each one of you. He really does. And therefore, when we come to know the meekness of Christ, and when we abide in Christ, then his nature should shine forth from us then. Therefore, we ought then to be meek. We should be gentle and kind and compassionate. Blessed are the meek, 
And so why? Why are we to be meek? Because, Jesus said, we are going to inherit the earth. Have you ever been, maybe parents, maybe you'll know, have you ever been in that situation where you're in the car and your children are in the back, dividing the car up, drawing the wee lines in the seat saying, this is my part, and then the other children will say, oh, this is my seat, and this is my seat, and they argue over when you put a finger over the other side. The children often will divide the car up and what, what seats are theirs? Isn't it crazy that the car is actually their mum and dad's? <laughs> it doesn't belong to them. Paul writes to the church at Corinth and he said, why are you boasting about your leaders and why are you boasting about the church? He said, all is yours. When Jesus comes back, the earth that belongs to the Lord and everything that's in it, we're, going to, we're in the will. Christians are in, have been written in the will. The earth, there's going to be a new heavens, new earth. And we're told that we're going to inherit it. We're going to be fellow heirs with Christ. So what's the point in boasting about things now? Peter writes, but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. The home of the righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Isn't that lovely? One day, yes, this world, the wicked will get more wicked, yes, but grace will much more abound. But do you know there's a day coming? When Christ will return and there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth and all who have put their trust in Jesus who've put their trust in Christ we're going to be fellow heirs this earth we're in the will <laughs> and so therefore we can just look up and we can shine for the Lord and oh may the Lord Bless your life here this morning that you will shine forth the meekness of God, the meekness of Christ. And this very thought should keep us humble, shouldn't it? Oh, can I just pray this morning that the Lord would just bless each one of you. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Oh, to be fellow heirs with Christ. What a joy, what a blessing. And so can we just pray for a moment? Let's pray together. Lord, I just thank you for your sweet presence here. And Lord Jesus, as we come to you this day, for you are gentle and lowly in heart. Lord, you're so compassionate. You're so kind. You're so forgiving. You're so merciful. Lord, you care about us so deeply. And you invite us this morning to come. All who are weary, all who are burdened, all who are broken, all who are bruised, oh, come. And I will give you rest. 
O Lord, may we abide in you. And Lord, as we abide in Christ here this day, Lord, may we shine forth in this world the very nature of Christ and that the world, Lord, would see Jesus in us and bring glory to you. And so, Lord, hear our prayers as we do pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, as we now come to the presentations and commissioning, I'm going to invite the Commissioner Lorraine Lewis to come up and join me here. Well, Jesus says, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. And the Apostle Paul also writes, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And so before we come to the commissioning of our officers, we would also like to present Rebecca Beard and Bethany Cameron with their Brigadier badges. So can I invite you to come forward, Bethany and Rebecca? Today we also come to commission and appoint our officers within the Girls' Brigade and we're here to confirm their sense of calling to serve as leaders of girls and young women within our company and to acknowledge their willingness to help young people in the way of faith so that they may seek, serve and follow Christ. To help girls become followers of the Lord Jesus Christ through self-control, reverence and a sense of responsibility to find true enrichment of life. Each company is connected to a local church or mission and so in being an officer it is the church to appoint you and for the girls brigade to commission you as officers within the girls brigade in Scotland. Therefore the partnership between church and girls brigade is important for each for each helps and supports each other as, a way, as they seek together to encourage young people to discover the love of God. Each of you have now fulfilled the requirements of training to become a Girls' Brigade officer, and each of you have now been approved by the cut session of this church. I now ask, therefore ask you to come forward as I read out your names, Cheryl and Rebecca Baird of Third Stevenson Girls' Brigade. Cheryl and Rebecca. I'm now going to ask you to respond to the following questions by saying, I do. 
Do you confess belief in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and confess Jesus Christ as Saviour and Lord? And do you promise, with God's help, to dedicate yourselves to the service of girls within this organization and your company, while upholding the aims and principles of the Girls' Brigade? Well, as it is written in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, out of the treasures of his glory, may God grant you inward strength and power through his Spirit, that through faith Christ may dwell in your hearts in love. And may you be filled with the very fullness of God. And so, the task, I know, is challenging. But God will help you both as you lead girls to seek, serve and follow Christ. And as a congregation, we promise to support you practically and in prayer. So that the aim of the Girls' Brigade may be achieved to the glory of God. So Cheryl and Rebecca, well done. And we do pray for you. Um, of Third Steves and Girls Brigade, I now commission you as officers within the Girls Brigade as officers in the company that you serve. May God guide you in all that you do, giving you energy, enthusiasm as you work with the girls within your company, allowing them to, to experience fun and fellowship that belong to the Girls Brigade. Oh, sorry can bring and never be afraid to share your love, your care, your humour and your faith as they grow to discover the joy of the faith for themselves. In in presenting you with your appointment card and your name badge, this is a token from the Girls' Brigade in Scotland and more locally here in North Air Division. We look forward to working with you and we promise our support and love in your own work within your companies. Well, Cheryl and Rebecca, can I get you to face the front? Let everyone see you too. Ah, isn't it lovely just to have new officers now for our Girls Brigade company? And I know there'll be a great help to Lorraine, who has been appointed as commissioner as well for the larger company here in, in, I think it's North Air it's called. Um, And so, can we just join our hearts as we pray for our company and especially for Rebecca and Cheryl here today and Bethany. So let's pray. God of all grace, we give thanks for each new officer commissioned here this day, for their commitment as leaders to guide girls and young women in all good ways, for their sense of youth and vitality, of purpose and principle that serves as a guiding light in their pathways of service to God. Lord, bless them and encourage them, helping them always to seek, serve and follow Christ. Lord, we pray for the Girls' Brigade, both locally and nationally. Give all our leaders courage to face the changes of the world and the strength to ever show the love of God in Christ. Give to the High Kirk, this congregation, this day, a sense of adventure as they journey with the Girls' Brigade And may they share a sense of welcome and value for children and young people, helping to shape their lives within the communities we serve. And give to all who are gathered here excitement 
and enthusiasm for all that we do, safe in the knowledge that we are loved and cared for by you. And so, Lord, we do offer these our prayers. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, we're now going to sing in our closing hymn. And I know this is a favourite of those in the Girls' Brigade too. In Christ Alone. And we'll stand to sing. So may grace, mercy and peace from God our Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Mm -hmm.